now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Howdy, hey, and welcome to Bible News Radio. I am your co-host, an AV guy, slightly blurry on you, uh, Randall K. Harp. I'm trying to get Stacy uh, worked out here. For some reason, the camera isn't isn't working, and so uh, scrambling to get her going. You can listen to her now. You can hear her sweet and lovable voice. Yeah, you can. <laughs> but um, not sure why. All right, well, while Bareface is trying to figure out the situation, is California teaching pedophilia as a sexual orientation? Has atheism become the largest religion in America? That is the question, people. Yeah, it is. And, And so much more. Is Christianity really under attack? Because I think it is. Matter of fact, I know it is. And uh, here's the thing, people. <laughs> this has never happened to us before. <laughs> so, this is funny. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Have I been banned from my own show? Perhaps. Have I been blacked out? That is the question. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a short in the cord or something. Yeah, maybe, let me... Um, maybe it's not. I'm going to get out of the table. Not going to the closet. Not maybe, going under the table to find out if uh, maybe maybe you can uh, give so me I'm, your give me your uh, thing. Well, then I then I gotta your camera rearrange all the shots and all that kind of stuff. Oh, really? You can't just take your camera and flip it? And- yeah, I can, but then I'll have my name under it. Oh, I'd have to create a new shot with your. Hmm. Or oh. I could just take that off. Let me do that. Let me um. All right, people. I know that you can't wait to see me. And why so wouldn't let, you? Let me go ahead and remove my <laughs> lower third, just like this. And then uh, we can turn the camera around. Hold on. Yeah, we can. Let's throw this up for a moment. <laughs> and then we'll figure it out. Okay. Let's see the, the shot. Yeah, that's unattractive. That's... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. Hmm. Hmm. Now that's frozen. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we got a frozen shot on my chest, people. I'm sure some of you would enjoy that, but for the sake of the G rating of our show, we won't we won't that's show you that. <laughs> what? Our show is G. Okay. Rated PG. All right. Well, there goes the music, so... Okay, the, uh... yes, there you go. Hey, this wouldn't be Bible News Radio without occasionally a hiccup. Oops, I'm going to take that out of my head. Yeah, I am. <clears throat> but in the meantime, hey, we'll just pretend that we're radio. Get it? No. <laughs> All right, let me say hi to some of you guys there. Okay, so I'm gonna, I, see, I see Rachel and Mama Gina. Yeah, I do. I say Laurier Dins and Sean and Melanie and Jeff and Joni and Kyle and John Keller, if those are your real names. 
All right, yeah, I do. I see you guys. Let's see here what else I see. I don't see dead people. I just had to say that because, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm going to go over to YouTube, see if anybody is over there on YouTube, on the YouTube channel. And our internet has been dropping left and right today. Uh-huh. I don't see anybody over there. So, just so you know, um, <laughs> I don't see you over there. And Twitch. Hey, is anybody over on Twitch? We're trying to break new grounds here at Bible News Radio. And, uh, okay, wait. I don't see you. There we go. That came through the computer. You didn't hear that. Or did you? All right, and so we're loading here. Randall's checking the connection for our camera, but that's okay. Okay, so here's the thing, everybody. I'm just going to jump into the news. We'll get it. We'll get this going. Don't worry about it. You know, it, everything happens for a reason. We're calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, we are. I, I hope you all had a good Mother's Day, those of you who celebrated it. Those of you who have moms, I'm sure you celebrated it in some way. So those of you who are kind of like my dog, Tuggy Bear, who happened to be, you know, well, what do you call that, Randall? <laughs> In sim dog. He was a test tube dog. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? He's getting clever. He want, He's trying to actually uh, get me to feed him earlier in life, but I didn't cave. I mean, he's begging now around 2.30-ish. Usually his dinner time's at 3. But anyway, ah, oh, now there's lines. Ooh, that, that's pretty. I like that. Hmm. Anyway, okay, so this is this is what um, happened. Okay, so I got this. Uh, Nair sent me this video. Nair watches our show. And I actually saw over the weekend somebody had posted up a, a fake uh, image talking about NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. And also talking about, ah, there I am. Oh, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> talking about, um, I kind of look like an angel with the, the sun coming in there, but that's okay. All right, you guys might be able to see me momentarily. Anyway, um, <clears throat> talking about how, you know, pedophilia is being taught in uh, California. Now, here's my stance. Duh! Okay, but but I mean that in a, in a in an educated way, because here's the thing: um, the news is going around. Snopes is saying uh, that it's not true, and I got to thank my friend Dr. Jennifer Fee, who, uh, by the way, we are going to be doing a webinar with on Wednesday. Good segue, Stace. Yeah. So if you guys haven't um, signed up for our webinar yet, my webinar with Jennifer is Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central Time, and it's called Five Ways to a Peaceful Mind. Just so you know, five, five, five ways, people, to a peaceful mind. And you can sign up by going to bit.ly forward slash the number five and the word peace, all capitalized. So, all right, we'll tweet. And it's, it's actually tweeted over on my Twitter account. You guys can just go look at my latest tweets and you can click through it. So it's bit.ly, the number five. And the word peace, all capitalized. Okay? All right. <clears throat> so this pedophilia story um, <clears throat> is kind of, the way it's been framed uh, by 
I think it is the the freedom group. I forgot the name of the group, but this freedom group is that pedophilia is being taught in California under, and it's being taught as a sexual orientation. Okay. Snopes is refuting that. Okay. And that's fine. They can do that. Snopes is run by liberals. I don't trust people at Snopes, just so you know. Um, no offense. I mean, I do trust liberals. Not all liberals. Like, certain certain liberals. <laughs> just so you know, I actually do. And um, But here's the thing. So what I'm going to do, to be fair, is I want to play the video first That was that's creating the outrage. And then I will share what Snopes has to say, and you can figure out what you want to say. Except here's the thing, though. I actually want... Uh, to just say th- say this, I did an eight-hour series on the marketing of homosexuality to America. It's on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Bible News Radio, under the playlist, Marketing of Homosexuality to America. Okay, eight hours, and it could be longer. I just stopped because I got sick of talking about it. True story. Anyway, the, the website, beforeyouact.org, that's the letter B, the number four, the letter U, the word act.org. If you go there and you read that site and you study it, basically this is a group of people who are advocating pedophilia, advocating on behalf of pedophiles, renaming them minor attracted persons. So, you know, they're, they're pushing for the acceptance of the normalcy of pedofi- pedophiles. NAMBLA, the North American Manboy Love Association, their motto, whether it's public or not, I don't know, but it's their motto is sex before eight years old, or it's too late. And their long-term goal, as well as many liberals who are advocating on behalf of the, the sexual anarchy crowd, to use Matt Barber's language, um, you know, is to lower the age of consent. That's what NAMBLA's goal is, is to lower the age of consent. And many years ago, I interviewed numerous times Bob Hamer, who is the former, uh, he's the former FBI, he's a retired FBI agent. And one of his cases that he, he, uh, he did for a couple years was, uh, he called it The Last Undercover. In fact, I'd highly recommend his book. His name's Bob Hamer, H-A-M-E-R. His book's called The Last Undercover. Actually, if you go if you go over to my Blog Talk Radio archives from like years ago, you can listen to these interviews with with Bob. Bob actually talked about what it was like to go undercover and bust these pedophiles with Nambla. Okay, so there's no secret that the promotion of pedophilia is on its way. Um, and, you know, the morality lines have been blurred. This isn't a big shock. Everybody and their grandmother used to oppose homosexuality and say that it was abnormal and deviant behavior. And it is, biologically. Just, you don't even have to argue it on a moral level. Biologically, you know what doesn't go where. And just saying, okay? That's all I have to say on that. All right, so because we have limited time and I got three big stories today I want to share with you, let's get to it. We're going to go ahead and play the video first. I think this is about three minutes. This is from the Freedom Project. You have written, we have discussed some seriously, seriously crazy stories out of the public school. This one might be the worst yet. We have a school administrator in California actually arguing that we need to, and they are, even as we speak, teaching pedophilia to children as just another option for sexual orientation. Give us the story. You know, this, uh, 
concerned mother asked uh, the assistant superintendent of curricula in the uh, Brea Olinda School District in California why they were teaching children pedophilia and normalizing anal sex. And you would expect the administrator, the, the assistant superintendent, to say, oh, my goodness, that's horrible. Where did you get such an idea? We would never do something like that. But instead, what she says is, well, you know, this is a sexual orientation that has occurred. And so it's, quote, really important to teach the children about this. And uh, they are. Answer me why you're teaching pedophilia in school at tonight's graders. Teaching what? Pedophilia. Pederosity right here. I'm going to explain to you that this is done because we are talking about historical perspectives of how um, gender relations and different types of sexual orientations have existed in history. This is not about something occurred and therefore we have to teach it. I mean, if that was the case, we should be teaching all kinds of things. What it is about is normalizing every type of perversion. And I want people to realize here the implications of this. This is more than just confusing and perverting and sexualizing the children. Under California law, and this is the case in about half of the states now, and they're working on it at the federal law with the Equality Act, um, discrimination based on sexual orientation is illegal. So if pedophilia is a sexual orientation, do public schools now need to hire pedophiles so that we don't discriminate on their sexual orientation? Do churches need to hire pedophiles so that they don't discriminate based on sexual orientation to run their children's ministries? We've seen it, haven't we, Alex, that at American public libraries and in public schools, we're inviting transvestites to come to read to our kindergartners who actually have records, twice it happened in Houston, for having molested kids in the past. You know, this was the inevitable result of this, right? And now in California's fake history textbooks, they're praising this uh, LGBT <laughs> superhero, Harvey Milk, for being, you know, the first uh, elected openly homosexual activist. Uh, turns out that guy also had a history of raping underage boys. And it yeah, is rape, did. right? The children cannot consent. Right. Uh, and some of them went on to kill themselves. And yet they've made him into a superhero in California's textbooks as part of this new law that mandates the positive presentation of homosexuals and their alleged contributions to history. What they're going to have to do if they continue this, if this goes unchallenged, is they're going to have to teach children that to oppose the sexual advances of adults simply because they're adults is now a kind of bigotry and uh, uh, orientation phobia. That's the next logical thing, to convince kids that if they're not considering sex with older people, then they're being bigots. That's the only way, only place we by definition have to go next. Yeah, don't you love living in the 21st century? Isn't it fun? Um, okay, so here's the thing. All right, I'm going to read because I'm, I always, I consider myself to be a fair broadcaster. Okay, I'm going to read fact check, fact check from Snopes. All right, so, and this is good. This is good info to have, and I'm glad Jennifer sent it to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to read it. Uh, okay, I've got to scroll through a lot of stuff. So it's titled, Did a California Public School District Teach Pedophilia as a Sexual Orientation? A Christian conservative website and a group of activists in California responded with outrage to a classroom presentation's reference to the ancient Greek, Greek custom of pederasty, which you know, I understand what they're saying. They're, I understand what they're saying. They're teaching history, you know, and or, or as that guy said, called it fake history or whatever. But anyway, in 2018 or 2019, Brea Olinda Unified School District in California taught pedophilia as a sexual orientation. Snopes is saying it's false. All right, and then, and then it says here, in the spring of 2019, the Christian conservative website Freedom Project prompted concern among some readers, just some, 
by reporting that a public school district in California was teaching pedophilia as a sexual orientation. Well, actually, BeforeYouAct.org teaches it as a sexual orientation, and they're using the playbook that the homosexual activists did, but whatever. On, eight, on 17 April, the site published an article with the headline, Pedophilia Being Taught as Sexual Orientation in California. Okay. All right. So, okay. I'm going to scroll through this part because you just saw that part. And then you see the video here. This is the video of the woman. You see her right there explaining. We just saw what she said. Okay. And it says here, now this is the part that I'm glad that Jennifer told me about. That clip was taken from a longer video posted to the Informed Parents of California Facebook group. The 43-minute video was recorded on March 21st at a public information evening for parents in the Brea California School District on the subject of the Healthy Youth Act. Okay, and then they link to the full video. Um, in the background, California lawmakers passed the Healthy Youth Act, as we have outlined previously, in 2015, creating a new K-12 through sex education curriculum that remained in place as of April 2019. The law requires school districts across, Cal across California to implement instruction for students related to reproductive health, sex education, personal safety, prevention of HIV, and other sexually transmitted infections, child and adolescence growth as well as programming programming on relationships families gender identity and sexual orientation i'm just curious how i got through school without having to learn all that stuff gosh but you got out before the law <laughs> was passed i know each school must devise its own curriculum including specific reading materials and classroom presentations provided the content is in keeping with the requirements of the healthy youth act including the the requirement that all instructional material must be age appropriate on the subject of sexual orientation, which, by the way, is a made-up term. I've yeah. stated that before. Sexual orientation is all made up, you guys. That language, you guys, is propaganda. That's, uh, that's all it is. And as, uh, as long as you're pausing, I'm wondering what yeah. age appropriate is. I mean, we see the drag queens doing story reading time mm -hmm. to little kids, uh, toddlers. I mean, that's, that's age appropriate, apparently in a public ri library to have, you know, drag queen reading stories. So, uh, in, under the, under the healthy youth act, I wonder what they consider age appropriate. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, anyway, it says here on the subject of sexual orientation, the text of the legislation states, quote, instruction and materials shall affirmatively Recognize that people have different sexual orientations and when discussing or providing examples of relationships and couples shall be inclusive of same-sex relationships, unquote. The legislation does not mention pedophilia, sexual activity between an adult and a child, or pederasty, sexual activity between a man and a boy. What the video shows, the full 43-minute video shows a March 21st presentation given by Brea Olinda Unified School District Assistant Superintendent Carrie Torres which provided attending parents with information about how the district was implementing the requirements of the Healthy Youth Act and what the BOUSD curriculum entailed. Around 25 minutes into the video, Yates interrupts Torres's presentation to ask about the curriculum's component on sexual orientation and whether parents could withdraw their children from it, a subject we have previously examined in greater detail. Yates said, I'm just wondering because you did give me this PowerPoint presentation that actually goes through the history of the LGBTIQ, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex questioning, 
that talks about the practice of pederasty, which is pedophilia specific to boys and men, you said you don't teach anything inappropriate, but you're teaching normalizing pederasty, which is spelled wrong. But anyway, Yates' interruption was cut short, but after Torres's presentation, Yates once again confronted the BOUSD uh, official with claims that the curriculum was normalizing anal sex and teaching pedophilia in school. The following exchange ensued. Yates, answer me why you're teaching pedophilia in school to ninth graders. Torres, teaching what? Yates, pedophilia, pederasty, right here. Torres, pederasty, this is done because we are talking about historical perspectives of how gender relations and different types of sexual orientations have existed in history. So this is something, unidentified voice. So sex between a man and a boy is sexual orientation. Torres, something that's occurred in history, and this is really important for us to include. So why don't they include that Harvey Milk, the guy that they just highlighted in the other piece, was himself raping underage boys. Instead, what they did with Harvey Milk is they've made him a homosexual hero um, and actually put him on a stamp and actually set aside a day to celebrate this pervert, just so you know, in case you didn't know that. Uh, I was at a SESCAL counseling conference a couple of years ago. It's probably close to 10 years ago now. It was a while ago, where Stuart Milk, Harvey Milk's nephew, actually spoke and they were lionizing Harvey then. And I'm like, okay, if you say so, whatever. Anyway, Snopes' analysis is, in reality, Yates was referring to an outdated version of the BOUSD, Healthy Youth Act curriculum that mentioned pederasty in a section about LGBT history, but neither endorsed the practice nor described or presented it as a discrete, legitimate sexual orientation. Okay. BOUSD's ninth grade health education curriculum contains a component, section 4.8, entitled Introduction to Sexual Orientation, which includes a slideshow that teachers are intended to present to students. One of the slides relates to LGBTQI, TIQ rather, in history and traces prominent milestones in LGBT history, including references to homosexuality in ancient Rome and China. As of April 2019, the current version of that slide did not contain any reference to pederasty. However, an earlier version contained the following bullet point. The practice of pederasty, an, up, an older upper-class man would make a young free boy his partner and become his mentor, is mentioned in Homer's Iliad, the ancient Greek epic poem, and is evidenced to have existed at least 4,500 years ago in ancient Egypt. And a statement, don't you love that? A spokesperson for the school district told us that the previous reference to pederasty was removed from Section 4.8 of the ninth grade health education curriculum in the fall of 2018. After careful review of the curriculum, the district determined it. The bullet point posed more questions than answers. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and so on. I'm not going to read the rest. It doesn't matter. But here's the thing. I will say that <clears throat> what they do is this what these perverts and i and i do mean that in the literal actual definition of the word pervert what the perverts do that are propagating this unholy curriculum on the children of america in particular california at this point is they and the law the lawmakers too okay like nancy pelosi and others what they do is they will put in the max of what they can to see what the outrage is going to be. And then they wait for the outrage. And then 
they adjust course based on the outrage until eventually all the outrage light dies down and then they just go ahead and they sneak it in there, usually some other thing. But here's the thing. The thing is, so many parents are not like engaged with their children in these public schools because so many of them are overwhelmed. Many of them are single parents. They don't care. They just want to pawn the kid off on, you know, the school teachers to take care of for however many hours a day they're there. And they don't really care, which is why, you know, the progression of this has, has happened so you know, easily over, the, especially the last 20 years. I mean, this is nothing new, you guys. It's nothing new. It's the latest outrage. You know, when I went to the Glisten conference many years ago, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network conference for three days, hanging out with the gay activists, homosexual activists, and talking to them and watching how they're attacking all the Christian organizations, folks on the family, Concerned Women for America, Eagle Forum, you know, all the big names out there, how they are targeting the Christian right organizations trying to make us outraged. They actually said that, uh, you know, like shows like South Park, right? Many years ago, they actually, in case you don't know this, that deviant show South Park, they ran that, they did focus groups on it, and they were all... <laughs> thumbs down. Nobody wanted that trash on TV. Okay. But then what happened was the homosexuals that led that up, they're like, you know what? Okay. Everybody doesn't want it. We know that they want it. They need it. So we're going to put it on anyway. And again, sometimes you have to show people where they need to go. Exactly. And that's, ex Brian that's exactly what Brian Graydon said, who eventually was part of the Obama administration as this, no, that was Kevin Jennings. Never mind. But anyway, bottom line is they know exactly what they're doing. And school board meetings are so boring, you guys, that nobody goes to them. The only time that people go to a school board meeting is when something like this happens, when some Christian conservative gets outraged because, you know, they, they see something like this, and they should, you know, obviously. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so. Uh, While not being taught as a sexual orientation, the one video does show us what they provide, the, which they provide this transcript of here. The the school official says, pederasty, this is done because we are talking about historical perspectives of how gender relations and different types of sexual orientations have existed in history. Yeah. Um, not that it's a sexual orientation, but it's something that happened in history in the context of that. Well, and, and they go on to say in the... In the uh, article, well, you know, pederasty goes back 4,500 years ago in ancient Egypt. Well, human sacrifice has been, <laughs> is just as ancient. Right. Why, why are we not teaching human sacrifice in school? At least, you know, a, a little about it. Not presented as a, you know, a lifestyle, but, you know, just talk about it regularly in the context of civilization. Because, you know, whether, you know, even cities you know uh, civilizations practiced otherwise civilized people practiced human sacrifice so why not in our study of just anthropology have a unit on human sacrifice or animal sacrifice all well, the way that they're trying to teach satanism i'm sure it's coming yeah but i want let me let me address a comment here in the chat room so ian makes the comment he says um Guys, if you got kids, get them out of these evil dens, do homeschooling. Okay, here's something, Ian. I don't know if you're aware of this, but first of all, 
20 years ago, Dr. James Dobson was telling people to get their, telling, telling the Christians to take their kids out of public schools. I mean, this is an old cry from a long time ago. Here's the problem with the whole homeschooling thing, okay? The homeschooling thing is they have been targeted by, how do I say this? Um, by the government, if they accept money in the form of grants and, you know, um, I forgot, what, certain, you know, certain types of, of aid coming from, through government. So what they tried to do was they tried to do a, a, a back end, no pun intended there, uh, run in order to get the homeschoolers to get funding for homeschoolers by tricking them that if the homeschoolers actually took the money, then they would have to actually bow to the curriculum of the state and actually teach that in their homes instead. And so, uh, so it's interesting to me because, um, there were some homeschoolers who were, who were on the front and they kind of, they caught that, but then there's some that haven't and they, they're kind of busted as a result. So it's kind of a, a sad thing, unfortunately. All right, Randall, can you pull up the David Horowitz thing next? Sure. After I, I, this person probably no longer on Twitch, but I want to respond to the comment. Oh, I didn't see it. Okay. Uh, Keith CB uh, wrote, who cares about what people identify as? Why don't you just let people do what they want? We all have equal rights. Okay. Well, that that's well, that's not true actually. <laughs> I know that's the prevailing belief. It's called relativism. Um, which basically says, hey, you know, what's right for me is right for me. What's right for you is right for you. But that's not how the world works, people. Because here's the thing. Think of it in these terms. Uh, let's just say for sake of argument um, that I personally believe that it's super okay to go around and find liberals and punch them in the nose because that feels good to me. Yeah, it does. <coughs> if you're liberal, I'm punching you in the nose. Yeah. Because that feels right to me. Right? What are you going to do about it? It feels right to me. Well, wait. No, 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 wait. You would actually say to that, you would say, well, actually, what you just did is you committed assault with a deadly weapon, which is your fist. Your fist. Uh, but you, and by the law, you should have your butt thrown in jail for assaulting a liberal. Correct? Correct. Because you broke the law. Okay. All right, but wait, it feels right for me, so who cares about the stupid law? After all, it feels right for me, so if it felt right for you to come around and punch me as a conservative, who cares, right? It's your right, after all, right? No, that's not right, because, believe it or not, we have absolutes we have to deal with, and the absolute in our country, at least in America, believe it or not, I know people hate this, but our law was based on scripture. The idea of our law came out of the Bible. And so the fact that absolute truth exists means that there has to be a line that we use, a plumb line, if you will, we use as our basis. And if people don't like to... Um, agree to that, well, then that's too bad. They're just going to have to build a bridge and get over it. You know what I mean? Because it is what it is. That's why people can't go around murdering, you know, people for sport. <clears throat> hey, it feels good to me just to go kill people. There's laws against that, right? And we would think, like normal people think, that that's a bad thing. 
But the relativist would say, well, yeah, sure, if it feels good to you to kill people, go for it. Who am I to judge? Right? That is such bad thinking. It's not even logical thinking. So, um, and I could make a, I could do a whole show on this. I may, may well do that in the future, but that's the short, that's the short answer. We need, we have, there is absolute truth and that is the issue. That's really the biggest issue of the day is the fact that people in our culture today don't believe in absolute truth and they don't know how to address things from that perspective because they believe, you know, that, well, who are you to judge? And who are you to define love? Wait, I can love who I want to love. Really? So what if a 58-year-old man wants to rape a, a one-year-old baby girl? What? He's loving her, right? I mean, it, right? And yet, I have to tell you, that infant rape issue is a huge issue, and it's happening, okay? But who are we to judge that guy for wanting to do that? Yeah, wait, somebody's got to protect the baby, don't even get me started on the pro-life issue or the abortion issue because that people who are pro-choice have no moral ground because they advocate the murder of a innocent, the completely innocent baby in utero who is not part of the woman's body, who is a completely separate identity, a gender, often, often the opposite gender. <clears throat> you know, that's the most barbaric act that anybody can do is, is, take the life of a pre-born baby and I know people do it some do it because they were coerced some do it because uh you know of other reasons they were tricked into it they really didn't know they were scared there's lots of reasons why and I don't judge anybody for doing that what I have a hard time with is people who just advocate the murder without thinking it through and that's what that that really bothers me I want to briefly address the who cares about what people identify as. Okay. Ultimately, no. You can identify as as male, female, something in between, Napoleon, a toad, a mushroom. I don't really care. That's your business. Um, but where I have a problem is the activist saying, you have to make room for this, too. You have to buy into this. I identify as a toad. Everybody has to call me a toad. You've got to give me, you know, when I go into a restaurant, you've got to provide a toad stool <laughs> for me to sit on. You know, uh, you've got to you've got to give me, you know, flies to eat, stuff like that. You've got to you've got to make my life happy as a toad because I identify as a toad, and you can't you can't tell me any differently. I don't care if I don't have any objective objective evidence for my identity as a toad you everybody in this community everybody in your family all your children have to you know suspend disbelief and and buy into this worldview that i am a toad it's just and i'm going to legislate it so you have to i'm going to put it in school curriculums so the you know curricula excuse me get my latin correct there my latin plurals correct you know i'm going to put it into the school curricula so that if anybody wants to identify as a toad everyone else in the world has to go along with that and make provisions and special accommodations to recognize that person as a toad or napoleon or a mushroom whatever they decide they want to be that is in conflict with objective reality I'd say that's you. You can be whatever you want. You can identify as you want. I don't. I don't care about that. It's making everyone else 
demanding that everyone else buy into the same delusion. Right. And with with the threat of, you know, law. That's not cool. Anyway. Okay. Off so, my soapbox. So we have we have um we gosh, we're running out of town. Okay, we gotta play this other video and then we're gonna get to talk to uh and talk to you about atheism, okay? Because we need to do that. Okay. All right, so this next video is from David Horowitz and it's talking about um the 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 rise. Oh no, we don't want to do that one. All right. Okay. I was just making sure I had the right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then if there's any questions after, I'll scroll through the comments and see if I can get to those. Okay. Um, my shirt keeps falling. Okay. I got to look this up here because I don't have it in front of me. Am I going or not? Yeah, do the video. All right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the name of it because I shut the page, but. Few people today realize how much the United States is a creation of Christians. The 98% uh, of the settlers to this country were Protestant Christians fleeing persecution. They created the country, and they created it on Christian principles, actually Protestant Christian principles. Every value that we hold dear, equality, inclusion, freedom, are Christian values. Before the Protestant Reformation, you couldn't get to heaven except by going through the Catholic Church. And the revolutionary idea that the Protestant Reformation came up with was called the priesthood of all believers. So there's no priest class between you and the Creator. That was the fundamental Protestant idea. When you think about it for a second, if everybody is a priest, everybody is equal. And it's this idea that led to the freeing of the slaves, to the equality of women, to all the great advances in our culture. In America, for the last 50 years, there's been a dedicated war against Christianity and against believers by the so-called progressive left. In my lifetime, there's never been a darker hour for America. When I left the radical movement, when I saw that radicalism was a destructive and evil movement, I began to re-examine the foundations of this country. And the first thing that occurred to me was that you can't have inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness unless there's a God or unless you have respect for people who believe in God. Atheists could not have created this country. It kind of began in 1962 with the Supreme Court decision to remove prayer from the schools. For 170 years, there had been prayer in the schools, but suddenly, without any precedent, the Supreme Court, actually only six justices, decided that that was unconstitutional. As a consequence, any child going to a public school cannot be taught. It can't be mentioned that the pilgrims were actually religious Christians fleeing persecution. We have been stripped of our roots, and that's why you see powerful movements today to suppress free speech coming from the left, our racism from the left, dividing our country into categories of skin color and gender and sexual orientation, the very opposite of what the Christian founders of this country believed in. One of the things that I explained in the book is how the left, the so-called progressive liberal left, is really a religion. It's a religious cult. 
Actually, it's an old Christian heresy, the left is, named after Pelagius, a Christian monk who lived in the fourth century. And Pelagius believed that sin was against human nature. And therefore, if Christians would just be good Christians, if they would just follow their true nature as human beings, they could create the kingdom of heaven on earth without a divine intervention. Pelagius' antagonist was St. Augustine, who believed in original sin, that sin is part of our nature, it's not against our nature. It's the sin of pride that every leftist has inside them and the belief that they can create a new world where there's social justice, peace, and there's paradise on earth. It's about perfection. So just as Pelagius believed that if you were true to your nature, you would be a good Christian because sin was against nature, modern progressives believe that if you are politically correct or if the government can force you to be politically correct, you can create paradise on earth. This is the most dangerous and destructive idea in the history of the human race. It's the idea that we confront today. And it's why I've called this book The War to Destroy Christian America. The most important freedom we have, it actually begins with religious liberty, is freedom of conscience. If they delegitimize your conscience and silence you so that you can't speak, you can't defend any of your freedoms. The whole basis of our freedoms as Americans is first of all, this religious liberty, the liberty of conscience. There's no more important fight than defending the freedom of people to disagree with you. The left is at war with people who disagree with them. The left has declared war on Christianity and the Christians are on the front line. And it's a very, very dangerous moment in our political history. my mic back up there there we go okay so that was actually called dark agenda the war to destroy christian america um from new york times best-selling author david horowitz um who by the way you guys should all go over to youtube go over to uh, the david horowitz freedom center you guys can learn more about him he's a great 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 broadcaster and he knows what he's talking about i gotta i gotta turn on turn up Bareface's microphone so that you can hear him. Okay. So, uh, all right. So let's take a, a break here. And then we have a couple other things to talk about. Man, this hour's going by so fast. Okay. You guys know camp is coming up, right? We're all going to go. Wouldn't it be fun to go to camp? Camp, camp. We went to camp. Go to Messianic Jewish Camp Shoshana. Yeah, 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 you can. You go there and uh, learn all about the Bible from a Messianic Jewish perspective in the context in which it was written. To totally super cool july 7th through september 2nd you guys check that out go to campshoshana.com or go to ariel.org or go to our website biblenewsradio.com go over to our resources page go over there and then you can scroll down you can see this stuff we also have their his brand new book too um the it's the feasts and fasts of israel their historic and prophetic significance. You guys want a good book? There it is right there on the screen. You guys can get that at ariel.org. And as always, use our coupon code Bible News 
Put it in the chat room. What's that coupon, coupon code, people? It's Bible news. And you save 20%. Yeah, you do. Also, I just thought I'd let you know, too, that in case you didn't know, Spark Naturals has given me back my old coupon code. <laughs> John 316, if you are an essential oil user right now is the time. Allergies are killing everybody here in Tennessee. I mean, they're like kicking our butt. Uh, and so if you don't use Spark Naturals essential oil, you can. You can go to sparknaturals.com and just use the coupon code John316 and you can save 10% on your order. And that includes items on sale as well. And by the way, that is over on our website too. Okay, that, that felt kind of funny right there. All right, so those three things. By the way, if you go over to our website, I think it's on our, is it on our sponsors page? I it, don't know what it is. It is. Know. Okay, on our sponsors page, you have info about Ariel, then you have info about Legal Shield and ID Shield, and then you have the Spark Naturals info. All that stuff is all on one page for you. By the way, speaking of Legal Shield, <clears throat> if you are one of my associates, just so you know, they did just launch. They just they just told us where our next incentive trip is, and uh, you might want to go to it. So check that out. Watch the leadership show. Uh, but if you're not yet a member of Legal Shield, let me tell you something. Here's, and, and you're a business owner, let me appeal to a business owner for a minute. Business owners, here's why you need Legal Shield for a number of reasons. Number one, it's super awesome to have legal counsel at, at, um, in the palm of your hand, okay? And the way that it works is you call up Legal Shield, the number that you'll get. You talk to an intake person, that person says, you know, what is what is your question or whatever. And do you want to open a case? And then you say, yes, I do, please, blah, blah. Anyway, and then they put you through. They either will put you through right then and there to an attorney, or if the attorneys on very slim chance are not available, they will actually go ahead and have them call you back with a four-hour time period. Used to be eight. Now it's only four. Here's the thing, though. If you become a, a member of Legal Shield as a business, a home biz, you can actually get a home business supplement that will cover your business with certain Legal Shield fees. You know, it will cover debt collection and some other stuff uh, for only $9.95 a month. But here's the thing if you also become an ID Shield member, so meaning that you have Legal Shield, ID Shield, and a home business supplement, all of that, you can use that as a write off for your business. True story. So that's just something to think about. If you're a small business in particular or a home business, uh, your Legal Shield and ID Shield memberships is a write-off for your business. And I don't know about you, <laughs> but I always look for as many write-offs as I can get, right? So anyway, we'll talk about that more later, but um, make sure that you guys check that out. And uh, if you have any questions, just get in touch with me right there. You see the link. It's bit.ly forward slash LOJ2019. Or if you just go to our website, go to the sponsors page. You can also click through that. It will take you to my Legal Shield page. And you can send me a message through that if you'd like. Okay? Okay. All right. Did you want to comment on the David Horowitz thing, Randall? I agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, whether whether or not you subscribe to Christian beliefs, it's clear from history that those moral underpinnings uh, have are responsible for the society that we have. 
the United States of America, the country where people are, have risked life and limb to, you know, come into uh, on, on rafts, you know, and swimming and boats and, you know, climbing fences and stuff like that. It's not because this country sucks and it's terrible and, and every, you know, medical care and everything else is so great everywhere else. Uh, you know, people, the people aren't flocking to get into, you know, these other countries, uh, as much as they are the U S and the, True. the economy, the justice system, whatever flaws it may have, uh, the benefits that are offered in the United States, in the United States can trace its, its foundation right back to. Christianity, and as he said, specifically Protestant Christianity. We talked briefly sometime last week about, uh, because I forget what it came up, you said this day in whatever year, and we talked about the Virginia colony versus the, the Mayflower Compact and all that. That government government uh, settlement um, endeavors didn't go so well. It was the the Christians coming over to evangelize, escape persecution, and to evangelize is what really got the foothold here in the, in the world. Anyway. All right. So there's another article out. This is actually a couple of weeks old, but I thought I'd bring it up. I think it's interesting. Not sure I agree with it, but I'm not sure. You guys can weigh in. So this is titled, God Help Us. Atheism becomes largest religion in the United States. Okay. As religiosity has declined, social ills have abounded. Yeah, they have. For the first time in history, atheists constitute the largest religious group in America. And it is a religion. Okay. According to the general social survey, the number of Americans who have, quote, no religion, unquote, has increased 266% over the past three decades and now account for 23.1% of the population just barely edging out Catholics and Evangelicals as the nation's dominant faith. Mainline Protestant churches have suffered the greatest collapse, declining 62.5% since 1982 and now comprising just 10.8% of the U.S. population. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe I do believe it. As religiosity has declined, social ills have abounded nearly one in five american adults suffers from anxiety disorders which now constitute the most common mental illness in the country and which also is completely curable by the way in case you didn't know that one in six americans takes antidepressant drugs which is a sad state of affairs because we, we have been drugged in this country uh a 65 percent surge over just 15 years okay the problem is particularly acute among the younger Americans. While depression diagnoses have increased 33% since 2013, that number is up 47% among millennials and 63% among teenagers. Wow. Well, gee, I wonder why, people. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Coincidentally, suicide rates among American teenagers have increased by 70% since 2006. American life expectancy declined again last year as Americans continue to drug and kill themselves at record rates. Devil's having a heyday. Social scientists have long since established the link between religiosity and life satisfaction, as social psychologist Sonia 
somebody says, observes, people who attend religious services several times each week are nearly twice as likely as those who worship less than once a month to describe themselves as very happy. Such psychologists simply state the obvious. The belief that God loves you and that you will live with him in eternity offers greater consolation than the view of death as a dirt nap that stiffens you into a worm food. <laughs> Gotta love that. Nifty little writing there. <laughs> Religious people are also significantly more likely to engage in happy-making behaviors, such as getting and staying married. A study released in 2017 affirmed that count what countless others had already shown, married couples um, report higher life satisfaction than their single, divorced, and widowed neighbors. That satisfaction tends to last beyond the honeymoon and well into old age. The misery epidemic threatens not only merely American households, but also our halls of power. The late Andrew Breitbart, who I believe was murdered, by the way, anyway, observed that politics is downstream of culture, and culture, in turn, is downstream of religion. Cult and culture are etymologically. Yes, what you said, etymologically related. Nailed it. And a culture is defined by what it worships. A materialistic culture worships wealth. A licentious culture worships sex. A godly culture worships God. But our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people, as John Adams wrote to the Massachusetts militia in 1798. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. As miserable politics awaits us when the irreligious rot flows downstream, who but God can help us now? There you go, people. All right, so I stand sit. I sit standing. I I sit corrected. So basically, if atheism now is like the dominant religion in our culture. And it is a religion. It is, actually. Then here's the thing. The church has been asleep on the job. You know why? Because we don't know what we believe. We don't know why we believe it. We don't know how to uh, define uh, the essentials of the Christian faith. We don't know how to defend the deity of Christ or the resurrection. We don't know how to tell people, hey, this is why I believe the Bible is true. Because a lot of people don't even believe the Bible is true. But I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. Um, I love apologetics. I'm a weirdo in that way. Uh, as a woman... I find it frustrating that um, so many women, they, they're just so interested in, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it, but I'm not going to say it. So that's just what I'm going to say. <laughs> but here's the thing. Over the weekend, I was um, I watched a couple of messages Josh McDowell gave. And he, if you don't know who he is, he's a guy many years ago who decided that he was going to disprove the Bible, the resurrection of Christ. And he decided that he... Uh, was going to just, you know, <clears throat> make a point of proving God didn't exist, he was wrong, the Bible sucked, etc., basically. And as a result, he started writing this book called Evidence Demands a Verdict. And as he did his research, he actually found that all the research that he did affirmed the Bible as being valid and reliable and real. And true, and that it actually supported the actual cause that there was a historical Jesus that actually was born of a virgin who walked on the earth, who died a bloody murderous death on the cross, and shockingly to the whole entire world, especially the Jews, actually rose from the dead. And you know what I learned? This I actually learned some new stuff watching them too. 
But here's the thing. Did you guys know? Check this out. You can write this down too. Did you know that there are 66,000 original manuscripts of the Bible? You know what the number two uh, amount of original manuscripts for historical document is? There are 663 or something like that original manuscripts, which comes in second place of Homer's Iliad. Okay? So think about it, okay? So nobody questions the validity of Homer and, you know, Marge. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was too easy. And, and anyway, nobody, nobody questions. If you didn't get that, that was a reference to Homer and Marge Simpson. Okay, just in case that went over your head. Anyway, nobody questions Plato. Nobody questions Homer. Nobody questions all of these people, these other people. But there are 66,000 manuscripts dating as early as 50 A.D., people. Five zero. Some would okay. argue that, but well, still. Here's the thing, though. Manuscripts written within 50 years of the death of Jesus. Okay, think about this for a minute. The eye, there were eyewitnesses to that. Now, something else Josh said in this, this thing. I thought this was so cool, and I, you're going to be getting more of this from me. Just so you know. Okay, so think about this. 500 eyewitnesses saw the resurrection, the resurrected Jesus. Okay, 500. We, we saw that. It's in 1 Corinthians 15. All you got the resurrection chapter. Just go read it, okay? It's in your New Testament <clears throat> after Romans, okay? So 500 eyewitnesses. Now just think about this. If 500 eyewitnesses were actually interviewed in the court of law for let's say six minutes by a judge or, or a jury or a lawyer, let's say they're cross-examined, right? Say Mr. You know, witness one, you know, and they're interviewed for six minutes about their interaction with the risen Christ Jesus when he rose from the dead and appeared to people over a 40-day period. <clears throat> and you multiply that by 500, that would be three, uh, that'd be, th what was it, 50 hours? That'd be 50 hours of testimony, okay? 50 hours of testimony just from 500 witnesses. Now, I don't know about you, but that would be a book I would like to write or see. I would love to interview 500 witnesses to to the resurrected Christ. Now think about this for a minute. In our culture, in America, one witness in a court of law can send somebody to jail. You know, just one. You know, have you ever been put on a jury? You know, you ever watched Law and Order or some TV show that has to do with law? <laughs> Eyewitness accounts are extremely important. The New Testament is filled by it. Luke in particular, I love the Gospel of Luke because he says that this, these are my eyewitness accounts. We actually saw it. We write about these things that we've seen and heard. First John, same thing, right? We have a very intelligent faith, right? People who who mock Christianity or who say the Bible isn't reliable, blah blah, whatever. They don't even know what they're talking about. They have no clue. But here's the thing: the church doesn't have any clue, and that's part of the problem. 
part of the problem is, is that we need to build disciples. And that includes, you know, teaching them some basic stuff, you know, like the deity of Christ as an example. That's why I interviewed Jay, uh, Jim Wallace the other day about his two books, Cold Case Christianity and Forensic Faith. I mean, this was a guy who, you know, his nickname is the Evidence Whisperer, according to Keith Morrison on Dateline. You know, you know, he, he looks at the evidence that's out there, you know. So if atheism is on the rise and it's on the rise among our young people, then what Jim and I talked about the other day on our show is very important. I want to challenge you. If you are not volunteering to help youth in your area, if you're not volunteering to, to, to be a big sister or a big brother to a youth in your area, and I mean anybody younger than you really, but I mean in particular the, the college age and younger, if you're not putting yourself in a position of influence and authority in these kids' life so you can encourage them and teach them the scripture and how to defend their faith and all that, I want to encourage you to do it. I do it. I have to tell you, it is super rewarding because I know that they're being taught right if I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, they're not going to be handed some fluffy, you know, false teacher stuff if I'm doing it. I'm going to I'm going to be teaching them, hey, you know what? You can trust the Bible. You know why? And I'm going to tell them what I just told you. And so on and so on and so on. If you guys haven't got the book Evidence Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell yet, he's updated that book and expanded it from the, that book was written 50 years ago about. Um, Check it out. Because in the first version, he wrote about how there was 24,000, almost 25,000 pieces of um, original manuscripts that they found. But now it's up to almost 67,000 which is huge. I mean, that's insane. You know, he did this chart that like, okay, here's all the other historical manuscripts that have been found and that here's five pages worth that go, what was he said, like two miles deep or something. Some ridiculous amount that God has not, you know, he hasn't given us, you know, God has overgiven us stuff. We don't have to rely on our faith to believe in the in the word of God because he he gave us all this evidence that we don't even have to if we just accept it. <laughs> that was awkward. Yeah, um, it was. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so there you have it. You have any final thoughts? <laughs> um, no. No. Okay. Well, hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to fix our camera. We don't know what's going on to it. Maybe it died. Maybe cameras have a lifespan. All right. So tomorrow, uh, tomorrow we have, um, I don't think I have any guests booked this week. Nope, I don't. But I do have a, I have a morning appointment. Anyway, uh, you guys have a good day. Remember, be bold. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And I want to thank you in advance for uh, supporting our show with a donation if you if you care to. And also a um, for, by sharing it out. At the very least, just share this out on your social media uh, so maybe a new person can find it, if, you know, if you want them to, to watch. Because, um, you know, all the social media platforms are, are hiding the show. Even Periscope doesn't put our show out, you know. And I actually documented that. Me and Jennifer... We had the exact same title and Periscope like totally spiked mine and gave hers, you know, so it's like, you know, any, that's just one way you can share. So, all right, that's it. 
We're out, people.